Hey everyone, welcome to Taking the Pulse, a healthcare and life sciences podcast. I am Heather Hoops Matthews here with Nexon Pruitt healthcare attorney Matthew Roberts. Matthew, good to be with you. Good to see you. And joining us today is Kevin Sills. He is CEO of Astera Labs, a company developing and manufacturing pharmaceutical grade cannabinoids. Kevin has more than 40 years of experience as a drug development and licensing executive, and he also advises small to mid-cap companies. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be here, Heather. Hello, Matthew. Good to see you, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you. Can you start us off by talking about Astera Labs' portfolio of products in the CBD and hemp markets? Sure. Um, I, I should probably start by saying that um, when uh, Astera Labs was first founded a, a couple of years ago, it was with the anticipation that FDA was going to regulate CBD. Um, and of course, um, that date came and went and uh, CBD was not regulated. And the FDA got itself busy with um, a little COVID problem and developing some vaccines and, and approvals and that sort of thing. And so um, we have uh, modified our business plan a little bit. Um, uh, everyone on my team at Astera um, comes from the pharmaceutical industry. We all have backgrounds in um, prescription drug development and FDA approved products. Um, and as we surveyed the landscape around CBD products and the use of CBD and other cannabinoids, it was clear that um, if we were going to be involved in this, that we wanted to take an approach that mirrored the quality standards and um, requirements for um, assuring things like purity and potency and the identity of the products that we're working on. Um, and so we started with a, a, a base and working in CBD products. Um, our strengths were in uh, solid oral dosage forms. So we have formulations of CBD that are similar to uh, a prescription tablet that you would take with a glass of water. Um, but we also have some modified formulations. We have an extended release CBD that um, you know is released over time in the body. Um, to make for convenient dosing. And um, we also have developed some other formulations that include things like chewable tablets and orally dissolving tablets. Um, we have some experience with effervescent technologies. And so um, as we have broadened outside the CBD space and um, started working on formulations of other cannabinoids, um, we've added uh, gummy manufacturing, as well as um, uh, drink packs or stick packs, you know, the little sachet packs that you tear the top off and dump the powder in a, in a bottle or a glass of water. Um, and we've been working on those formulations for the past six months. And um, that that's kind of a, a, a broad view of the things that we're working on today. Kevin, thanks very much for coming on today. Can you tell us a little bit about how and where you manufacture your products? Sure. Um, I, I, all of us have backgrounds in the Research Triangle Park area of North Carolina, right dead in the middle of the state near Raleigh-Durham Airport. Um, and um, over the years, um, this area, Research Triangle Park, and then down east around Greenville, North Carolina, has spawned a lot of pharmaceutical companies, a lot of research companies. And uh, it also happens to be where quite a lot of tobacco used to be grown. And so it's a good place to grow uh, hemp as well. 
Um, our office is located in Nashville, North Carolina, which is about 45 minutes from the Raleigh-Durham Airport on the east side of the state. Well, that's a convenient location for people wanting to come in and visit. And I've seen your facility. It's, it's very impressive. How can consumers who are relatively new to hemp or CBD, how can they educate themselves? You know, that's a good question. Um, and there are certainly everybody looks to the Internet these days for information when they need it. Um, I can point you to several tabs on our esteralabs.com website where we simply talk about the plants and the extracts and um, uh, the various products that we're working with. Um, but there are a number of websites that uh, folks can visit. I would just encourage you to be sure that when you're looking at a website that um, the information that's provided there has citations, scientific citations, and um, that the information is, is coming from a reliable source. Um, uh, another good place, believe it or not, is if you have um, reliable and quality hemp and vape shops in your town, um, you'd be surprised at how sophisticated some of these shopkeepers are in the products that they sell. Um, just as, um, you know, you go to a, a wine shop and ask for recommendations on a, a fine wine, um, the, the, the connoisseurs of hemp products are no less well-versed in the different strains and products that they're selling. So that's a good resource as well. So, uh, Kevin, tell us a little bit about the differences between the CBD and hemp products and how to evaluate dosing. Obviously, with a you know a manufacturing facility like you have, I, I, my guess is the dosing is a lot more predictable than in some other instances. But there's a lot of, I probably, misinformation. I have some friends of mine who've been using the, the various forms of gummies, but how do they know what they're getting is what they're supposed to be getting, not more or less? Uh, that's a great question, and I'll actually break the answer into two parts. Um, we can talk about the dosing and, and the, the quality aspect of it, but we also probably ought to talk a little bit about the differences between hemp products and um, uh, CBD versus uh, marijuana-type uh, products in the marketplace. And, um, and so I think it's important for folks to know that what makes hemp-based products legal in the United States right now, and some of it is being regulated state by state, but we go back to 2018 when um, uh, legislation called the Farm Bill was passed, and it basically provided for the legalization of any product that was derived from um, an extract of whole plants. Um, and so that takes us to um, working with hemp plants instead of marijuana plants. The hemp plant and the and and the marijuana plant, um, they're from the same family, have similar scientific names, um, but that's where the similarity stops. Um, and hemp plants are um, used in industry for everything from textiles to fibers um, to the extracts where we are looking at um, producing cannabidiol, which is CBD or other cannabinoids. Um, how those products are managed from the Hemp Bill Act to um, the shelf where you can purchase CBD products is a long process. The, the plants are, are grown um, like a tobacco plant. Um, and then that whole plant is crushed and ground up and um, the natural 
chemicals and oils and extracts are, are extracted from the plant. And then further steps are taken to purify or isolate um, the various cannabinoids. And so most of the products um, coming now to the dosing point of, of the, the answer, most of the products that contain CBD um, from a reliable source are made with CBD that has been isolated from the whole plant and then purified so that there is only CBD in the isolate. Um, and this is the distinction between sometimes you hear the terminology full spectrum versus isolate. And full spectrum is when CBD is um, extracted from the plant, but has very minute amounts of other cannabinoids and some of the other natural products like terpenes and flavonoids and those sorts of things um, in addition to the CBD. But when you are looking at um, a CBD isolate, um, typically the label will also say 0% THC, which is the active ingredient in marijuana, also known as Delta-9. Um, that CBD isolate has been not just extracted from the plant, but further processed in a, um, in a process called isolation to, to purify it and make sure that the, the isolate only contains um, CBD. That isolate then gets processed and, and uh, formulated into dosage forms like tablets or capsules or gummies um, or beverages. Um, in terms of um, the, the dosage, there's some interesting um, information about CBD and its dosing. Um, there are no known um, cases of overdose or really um, there hasn't been a lot of work done on the toxicology side for CBD, um, but the, the amounts of CBD that have been tested are quite high and um, with, without much side effects. So uh, because it's naturally de derived and if you're getting the CBD from a, a, a reputable supplier, um, there certainly is uh, the expectation that um, uh, the dosing um, doesn't present the opportunity for, for um, toxicity or overdosing. Um, there is a wide range of, um, of dosing. If you look across the spectrum of different products that are being offered, as with any other um, treatment or medication type product, um, the amount that works, the least amount that works for you is the best dose. Um, so we try to talk about titrating doses and um, a new user um, should start with um, a low dose um, such as 10 or maybe 20 milligrams of CBD. Um, and as they um, gain experience with those products um, and um, get results for the, the condition that they are taking the CBD, um, they can in, increase the doses they need to. Um, but in terms of what dose, um, I would suggest that you read the label on the products that you're using um, and on the websites, like we've said, but nominal doses for CBD for, for someone just starting out um, are around 25 milligrams. Um, but uh, at Astera, we um, verify and certify the content of our products by third-party um, lab testing. 
this is becoming a lot more popular now. And um, I think the things that we'd want to communicate to folks is, is that um, when you purchase um, uh, a cannabinoid product, you want to be absolutely certain that it's advertised as third-party tested and that there you have actually access to what's called the certificate of analysis for that product. Um, on our packaging, we include a, a QR code that can be scanned. It has a direct link to um, the quality testing information to certify that what we say is in there is in there. Um, and this is becoming the, the the standard for the industry now. So that's um, so that's the goal. That's the gold standard. That certificate of uh, of authenticity to to be able right. to get your hands on. Okay. Right. Well, that makes sense. Why do you think the FDA did not regulate CBD? You know, I, I think most people regard this as a natural product and a whole plant extract, and there, quite frankly, has not been a lot of impetus to invest the kind of money that it takes to study these products at the level that, uh, you know, prescription products are for a new drug application with the FDA. So um, uh, limited information, limited data um, probably has FDA in a little bit of a position where they need to decide whether, you know, the prevalence of use um, suggest enough safety data to, to allow the product to be used or whether additional studies need to be done. And um, I think the entire industry is waiting to see what's going to happen with that. Kevin, one thing going back to another uh, point that we were discussing is it, we know states have tried to approve in the Southeast uh, medical marijuana. It's not been approved yet in the Carolinas, but in a lot of states throughout the country, it has been. Is CBD really a viable alternative to medical marijuana? I, I, they certainly are related and, and can have similar effects depending on what someone is treating with them. Um, you know, CBD is most often looked at as um, a natural remedy for things like um, pain and stress, sleep, anxiety uh, are the four most common areas that people um, experience when they're seeking CBD as a, a potential remedy. Um, because CBD um, does not have the psychoactive effects that uh, marijuana does, um, it can be used without concern for that, and it's not considered um, a, a recreational drug. Um, and so I think I would be hard-pressed to say whether um, – it's a, a substitute for medical marijuana, but when it comes to things like um, stimulating appetite and um, uh, relieving uh, inflammation and things like that, um, there certainly is plenty of evidence that CBD um, is helpful in that area. Uh, so in as much as um, that's the therapeutic folks, uh, therapeutic area folks are, are looking at with medical marijuana, then there's certainly an, an analogous use there. As you can probably tell from our questions, Kevin, a lot of us have a lot to learn about your industry. Tell us, is there any research uh, regarding CBD that might be available uh, to consumers that might also help educate themselves? Sure, absolutely. And, you know, um, I, I mentioned before that um, a, a place where I had to educate myself a little bit when I made the decision to 
um, move over from the um, pharma industry into the CBD and, and cannabis and hemp space, um, I have to tell you that we did not um, form our, our company um, specifically to um, uh, cater to the, the recreational use. We um, hope that we can be a part of um, providing quality products that folks can rely on. And um, we um, happen to believe that there's a lot of evidence to suggest that um, these type products can be helpful um, in actually um, treating um, things like um, alcohol and opioid addiction. Um, and so we're, we're hoping that by providing quality products and um, uh, using our, our formulation and industry background skills to, to put together useful products, that we can be a part of what's right in this industry and um, provide folks with the um, products that they need to treat the conditions that they're trying to treat. Um, as a part of that, we actually um, sp sponsored one of the only uh, real clinical trials that has been done with CBD, and this was called the Valid Care Study. Um, Valid Care is a, a company that conducts uh, clinical research, um, and we, along with, I think, 11 other companies, um, sponsored the, the conduct of a liver toxicity trial um, to determine whether or not from a liver toxicity standpoint, CBD was safe. Um, we actually, Astera Labs actually provided some of the clinical trial materials, the actual tablets that were used to dose subjects in the study. And um, very happy to report um, that study was completed back in March. The statistical data have been analyzed and we're happy to report that there was um, no liver toxicity examined. Um, the, the study was powered at over 98% statistical significance with um, over a thousand subjects in the study. So very happy to be a part of that. And I think it just speaks further to the safe use of CBD. Well, clearly your industry uh, could benefit from some thought leadership in the, in the leadership of Estera Labs. So I'm, I'm glad as we all try to educate ourselves that you're, you're doing that. But our, our time today has so quickly come to an end. Um, Kevin Sill, CEO of Estera Labs, thank you for joining us. It's been most interesting. And on behalf of Matthew and the Taking the Pulse um, Healthcare and Life Sciences podcast team, I hope you'll consider coming back sometime. It, it would be my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. For those of you who listened and watched today, we hope you found this educational and informational. Again, Astera Labs, they have a website with information that you can go and educate yourself if you'd like to learn more about CBD, hemp, etc. And for those of you who are faithful listeners and watchers, thank you for following along. We're always open to any of your ideas for future guests. And until next time, we hope you stay well, and we look forward to seeing you on right here on Taking the Pulse, a healthcare and life sciences podcast.